Right, so he had requested to be explained about the Karaites, right, which is very relevant right now because as we are going through the Omer, the Karaites started counting the Omer the day after, the Sunday after the Shabbos associated with Pesach, right, which is pretty random. It says in the Torah that Mimacharas HaShabbos, Mimacharas HaShabbos, which means the day after the Saturday, right, you should start counting the Omer, right? So therefore they started counting then. And that's, that was a Karaite calculation. Our calculation, of course, is that if it means Mimacharas HaShabbos, then how do you determine which one of the 52 or 50 weeks of the year is the one that you're supposed to start counting the Omer, right? And we do associate Shabbos with holidays as well. So therefore, we understand based on the oral tradition that the way to read this is that the day after Pesach begins is when we start counting the Omer, right? So their arguments seem more sound and consistent with the simple meaning of the biblical text. Right? At first glance, it might seem more sound and consistent. But let's see what the rabbi says. The rabbi said, I've already explained to you that applying philosophy and logic to interpret the law will not lead one to God's will. If it did, then people who believe in multiple gods or believe that the universe has always existed or who harness spiritual forces or who burn their children in sacrificial fire are all attempting to become closer to God and should therefore have the divinity rest upon them. We've already stated that it is impossible to become close to God without the divine commandments themselves. This is because God alone knows the proper measurements, weights, times, places, and all else that is tied into the practices of the commandments, which when performed properly lead to divine favor and attachment to the divinity. Okay? So it might seem more sound and consistent, but it doesn't really boil down to in reality, because reality is going to be based on the reality as it truly exists, which is that the only way to become close to God is, of course, through the direction that Hashem gives you. Right? Such exactitude is found in the construction of the tabernacle, where when describing each act of construction, the Torah says that Saul made the ark, or he made the ark cover, or he made the curtains, and about each of these it says, just as God has command, had commanded Moshe. This means that it was done without any addition or deletion. Nothing in the tabernacle of construction makes sense to us or is logical. Yet when the construction was finished, it says, and Moshe saw all the work, behold, he did it just as God had commanded them, and Moshe blessed them. Soon after it was completed, the divine presence settled within it because the act of construction fulfilled the two criteria which form the pillars of the Torah. Two criteria are, one, that a commandment must come from God, and two, that the commandment must be accepted by the community wholeheartedly. Tabernacle fulfilled these two criteria since it was constructed at God's command and it was built by the entire community. As it says, from every person whose heart inspires him to give. It was done with the community's full desire and will, and the resting of the divine presence that followed was therefore completely appropriate. As it says, they shall make for me a sanctuary, and I will rest in their midst. Now, I'm not sure if he's going to end up discussing this point, but I think it's important to mention it, a point that we've discussed in the past. The concept of the relationship of the oral Torah to the written Torah, and more importantly, the concept that we derive law from the written Torah is a complete mistake. We do not derive halacha from the written Torah. Now, Shemit is going to challenge me and say, one second, in the Gemara, often, the Gemara will tell us, Minalan, from where do we know this halakha? And the Gemara's response is, quotes a verse in the Torah. What do you mean? This means seemingly we do derive halakha from the Torah. The reality is that Moshe taught all of halakha without ever having written the Torah at that point in time. And the halakha was being transmitted orally for multiple, multiple generations. Yes. And it was only later as the tradition was becoming attenuated that they had to start sourcing 
the halacha in the oral Torah. But there were, never was a concept. No one would ever have dreamed that you could open up this book and it's completely enigmatic and actually derive from it law. It was impossible. He required the oral Torah to teach you law. So the very concept to me, I, that would be my first response, would be, oh, they seem to be more logical. Well, if you go through the entire Torah and you go through all the different places where the Torah cannot be understood very literally, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It becomes apparent very quickly that there was always a set of instructions that was being handed down concurrently that actually contained within it the actual halachic realities. And it's only at a later stage in time that they start sourcing it in the written Torah so as to give it a greater sense of, um, of urgency and a greater sense of this is the divine wish for us to do. Okay. Yeah, like Omer, and uh, we'll continue again on Sunday. Have a great Shabbos.